know that each stage of life is unique and can be hard. We also know that you may have questions through it all. So meet Harvest with Sierra and Lee. We want to be with you in the moments of uncertainty and bring light and life to each question. Are we qualified to be giving advice? Barely. But we know some powerful women who are. Every other week, we'll bring you a podcast that we hope will encourage you, make you laugh, point you towards joy, help you think rightly about your season and the Lord. So let's reap an abundant harvest together. Hey friends, welcome to Harvest. I'm Lee. I'm Sierra. And we have such a great episode for you today. We are excited to introduce one of our dearest friends. Her name is Amber Deershaw. And we got to do so much soul work with her Mm -hmm. um, in this episode. And we're excited for you to be a part of it. Um, Just a few things that we want to pre... Get your brain ready for, and maybe even your heart ready for, is um, to be ready to clean out some soul garbage. So during season two, we're going to be talking about spring cleaning, and it sound it kind of sounds cliche, but um, this is where we are. Yeah, (laughs) everybody knows about spring cleaning. We do it to our homes, and it's a really good opportunity to do it to our souls. We talk about um, with Amber how to confront people in our lives healthily, how to have boundaries and how to keep those boundaries, and even some really practical steps about what we need to do to ask the Lord, like, is there a place in my heart that's that's dirty and needs some cleaning out? So if I were you, I'd go get a journal that's right. and listen in. Thanks for joining us today. Welcome back to the closet, friends. Here's Harvest, and we have a new friend with us today. Somebody who you asked to mm-hmm. be in the closet with us, and we're so Nominated excited. Nominated like three times. That's right. Which for our following at that point, it was a big number. <laughs> that, was a, that was a huge nomination. <laughs> oh, if anybody got more than two votes, that was a good nomination. Mm-hmm. So we've got Amber Deershaw with us today. Hey, Burr. What's up? What's up? Oh, that was so nerdy. <laughs> I wish everybody could have seen like, could have the, seen my peace sign. Yeah, the rainbow across your face, peace sign. Um, it's so fun to be here with Amber, partly because I love her and I always glean so much mm-hmm. knowledge from her. She's so wise. She's walked with the Lord faithfully for such a long time. But also, it's like one of my oldest friends in my adult life. Yeah. We met each other in 2004. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. 2004 or 2005, before Ryan and I were even married. Mm -hmm. And so she's, she's been able to walk with us through so many seasons. She was a part of our church when we planted a church in New Waverly. She led worship for us. She has been, she's seen us through marriage, every childbirth. Mm-hmm. Not specifically like you've seen other friends in childbirth. <laughs> she, like, does she, little, your doula? she does a little doulaing on the side. Um, I have well, C-sections, so new. Um, but it's like, oh. You're like, you grew up with us, mm-hmm. or with me and Ryan. It does feel like we grew up together. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's fun to be in this season of life, talking about kind of the same things, but in a new light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so welcome. Thank so you. So welcome. Well, thank you. <laughs> We've got just a few questions um, that we want to dig in today, um, but first, we have an icebreaker. This is like the thing we're doing now. Yeah, it's always because it's so fun. I know, it is fun. Um, okay, so what was your favorite game to play as a child? I can go first. Okay. There's two things. One, I loved being the fastest and the best at everything. And so... Not surprised. <laughs> right. I was, like, telling Ethan this on Valentine's Day. I was, like, 
this is typical mo for me but i so my cousins and i we would like have like wrestling matches or races and they're all boys i don't have i, don't, I think i have one girl cousin oh and so but it was like in my heart of hearts i knew that if i could be like five of these boys i was the best there ever was mm-hmm. and so that was my favorite thing to do Beat we the boys. Would, beat the boys. It was like any any game that involved physical strength where I could make them feel really weak and I would feel really powerful. <laughs> that was like that's that's my game. But then also like Nintendo. <laughs> I feel like so we're raised like we we're raising Nora. Yeah. You are raising Nora in a similar set of circumstances. Like maybe not all boy cousins, <laughs> but all boy friends. Yeah. She's like gonna be constantly like, I need to beat you up. I need to beat you in a race. <laughs> Assert my She's like I'm Princess Power. Yeah, my princess power. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Oh man, those are mine. So I wasn't, I grew up an only child. I don't think I have a lot of fun childhood games. (laughs) You're like, I loved playing Monopoly by myself. I didn't, I I did not grow up playing board games. Did not like play board games until I got into like knowing Ryan's family. Um, I think when you first said this, because I didn't read over and it's prior to this. So (laughs) um, my first thought is I have a cousin who's a boy. He, He also grew up as an only child. And so on weekends when they would come to the lake, we would play. And his parents had this huge octagon-shaped, heavy wooden coffee table. And in the middle of it was this huge, like, cast-iron-looking wok is the best I can describe it. it like it's, it's like a bowl that sits yeah. in the middle of the coffee table. And we would flip it upside down and get under and play Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's awesome. And I, that, we, that was our sewer. So we would play. We would probably pretend about a sewer. And Ninja Turtles, and not very girly. <laughs> I think that's super fun. Yeah. Listen, my first crush was on Raphael. Oh! <laughs> the Ninja Turtles. That's hilarious. <laughs> the Ninja Turtles. Apparently from a very young age, I thought, like, bad boys were the way to go. He was the one with, like, so much attitude. Is he the red one? Yeah, red. Why is it that all the main characters have red? Everybody everybody in my household wants to be the red anything. I don't know. The red Power Ranger. The was Raphael Turtle. the main, though? Cause, like, was he? They were, like... I don't. I thought he was the coolest. I don't know, but I had a crush on a turtle. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I marry gonna that baby turtle. I was gonna turn that attitude around, sir. <laughs> That's hilarious. Sweet little turtle. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, he was feisty. Yeah. Um. Favorite game. Okay, so I think people probably wouldn't believe me if they know me now to say I was actually like very shy as a child. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And just sort of did whatever my sister thought was cool. I was very much like you middle child. Yeah, classic middle. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I don't know if it was my favorite, but probably the game actually I know it wasn't my favorite. It was my <laughs> least favorite. So sorry, I'm gonna go my own way on this. Classic middle child, am yeah. I right? Um but I my sister and I, we grew up with these two boys. Um they were like we were stair stacks. So it was mm-hmm. like he was Jeremiah was the oldest, then Danielle, then Luke, then me. Mm-hmm. And they loved Star Wars. And they always wanted to play Star Wars, so that's what we played, that's like, funny. always as a kid. Um, I was super gullible and naive, and so, like, Jeremiah and Luke would argue over who got to be Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremiah was always like, I'm the oldest, and Luke was like, my name is Luke. I get to be Luke. Um, but Jeremiah usually won, um, and then Luke would be like, Obi-Wan or whoever. And then my sister, Lord Lover, would be like, I'm so sorry that you can't be Princess Leia, but the rules say, like, the oldest girl, and I would be like, I know that you would oh, let me no. be her if you could. I was, so, I was just really sweet, which is probably why I'm not anymore. Um, and so they always made me be an Ewok. No. And then they would, like, tie me to stuff. No. Yes. And then I'd be like, okay, guys, like, I'm done now. And they'd be like, oh, 
Ewoks don't speak English, so we don't know what you're saying. Oh my god! They're like, we be tied to like trees and stuff. They're like, rules say youngest is the Ewok. Yeah. They're like, darn these rules. Darn these rules, and darn that they don't speak English. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so that was what I would probably played the most. So I did a lot of solo games where yeah. I like mm-hmm. um, would practice being a backup <laughs> singer, like in the mirror. That's probably my favorite. I wanted to be like Aretha Franklin's like backup singer. Um, group games, I usually ended up. <laughs> <laughs> um, just kind of being taken advantage of. That's so, that's, that's awful so, and yeah. funny. You wouldn't think it now, because right. now I'm like, let you me can tell assert. you something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Man, if you've ever played a game with Amber and Ryan together. Oh gosh. Talk about you know, being Amber, uncomfortable. I just said myself <laughs> in third person. Myself, Ryan, and Dryden. That is like, we've had some feelings hurt. Yeah. Not mine, but other, <laughs> no, but mine. other people. <laughs> Other people. We play to win, man. Man, so Amber joined our small group a couple years ago, and we used to do game nights at small group because they're so much fun. But then I got really uncomfortable because Ryan and Amber really like to win, and it's I'm like making eyebrows at them and like trying to be the peacemaker and be like, "This is so fun! Oh, guys, come on! That's, That's not what you mean. <laughs> you didn't mean to say you didn't that. Mean to say that. And then right I'm then. like, "You're right. I didn't. Let me tell you what I really That's meant." Right. <laughs> Like filters off. Like, <laughs> Games yeah. come out, filters go down. That's right. That's exactly right. That's okay, so this brought up another memory. Can I share? Please. Okay, so being an only child, riding in the car by myself with my parents, or just one parent, I can remember. This is, this is so pathetic. Y'all, it's so sad. <laughs> I can remember in my mind almost playing like a Nintendo, like Mario game, where I would like keep track of how many shadows. I would say jump in my mind shoe as no. I'm driving down the car. Yes. So those are the kind of games that only children get to play. <laughs> only in their minds. Stop. <laughs> That's great. You have a good imagination. You have a good imagination. Yeah. Man. That's hilarious. So sad. It feels, like, why it feels very foreign to me. I'm like the youngest of five. So I'm like, there were... Did you think it's a thing? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's an endless amount of games for me to play. Seriously. Right. Yeah. Also, but... I, like, like much like Amber, I, that happened to me so many times because I was the youngest. I would be, like, the princess that always had to be saved. Mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't actually be getting tied to anything, probably because I would have fought my way out of it. But <laughs> I would be, like, they'd be, like, all right, we're going to play this really fun game. And we're going to be FBI agents, and you can sit on the porch, and we're going to come rescue you. <laughs> and I'm, like, just, like, waiting. This is not fun. Like, this isn't fun. I mean, maybe yeah. so and then I was an FBI agent. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like, somebody else could be the princess. One of my cousins, usually. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, yeah, so fun. That was fun. Okay, so like Lee was saying earlier, we are going to take on like a a jab at spring cleaning, like all the cliches, but in different areas of your life. So with Amber, we're going to be talking about like a spiritual soul cleaning, and then Patrice is going to join us another time mm-hmm. for um, like a home cleaning, yeah, like, but really- not like dusting right like spiritual home cleaning yeah she's really good at like setting an environment yeah people she's the best yeah and so is amber so we're super excited to hear from them and let's just jump in okay um so amber our first question is how to be clean before the lord and ways to clean out soul garbage so how would you if anybody if you've not if you're not familiar with like maybe cleaning out your soul, you know, is that something even that we need to do? What is that? What does that look like? What is, what do you think? What do you think about when you hear that? Yeah. So when I first heard the question, how to be clean before the Lord, I was like, well, the Bible says repentance is Mm -hmm. how we're clean before Mm -hmm. the Lord. Um, but I think that sometimes is like a 
spiritual word that we use that we don't actually put action to. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the things that is important for us to realize is that, um, repentance isn't just saying I'm sorry, although that is a very important part of it. But you know, when the Bible was written, when language was used, the language that was used then, um, that word repentance actually there was a physical response to it, not yeah. just a, a knowing in my mind, but there was action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I would say um, to be clean before the Lord requires that I acknowledge where I'm not clean, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that I say I'm sorry, and that I turn from it. And mm-hmm. so turning from it looks like a lot of different things depending on um, what, you know, the, the particular thing is that we're repenting of. Um, we say, too, um, that, that we want to live up to the light of what we know. And yeah. that understanding equals responsibility. So I would say a piece of being clean before the Lord is to avoid comparison mm-hmm. with others to gauge my sin that's or good. the dirt that's in my life. Um, there's only really one standard that we can hold ourselves up to, and that's the standard of Jesus. Yeah. So if I hold myself up to Sierra to say, like, am I doing good here? Mm-hmm. And I see that maybe she's struggling there. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing good there. Right. right. But if I hold myself up to Jesus and say, am I doing good here? Oh, nope, I'm not doing good here yeah. Like when right. I compare myself to him. That's good. And so I think that's a part of being clean before the Lord is avoiding comparison of my peers Mm -hmm. to determine whether or not I am clean before the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to, I have to lay myself before him, um, and then live up to the light of what he shows me. It's interesting when we think about this, because this isn't a one and done thing, is it? No. Wouldn't it be great though (laughs) if it it? was? (laughs) Oh man, wouldn't it be good if it was a one and done? It kind of feels like that though in some, in some realms when you, I know for me, like, running to the altar scared to death of hell mm-hmm. was like, get it all out, repent, for you know, ask for forgiveness, done sinning, all of the big outward sins that yeah. I was doing, and then I'm like, cool, now I can walk with Jesus, and we're going to be awesome. Yeah. And then, like, a little while later, somebody's, like, sharing own, their own convictions sure. or something that they read in the Bible or, you know, hearing a, a sermon in a new light, and I'm like, oh, <clears throat> wait, that now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> why didn't you yeah. tell me that a few months ago? Yes. Um, so it's interesting that it's not, that we're not ever done. Thankfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this side of heaven. Yeah. I think, too, it's like, um, sometimes we think, oh, well, I went to the altar, I left that thing, whether the altar's, you know, the foot of my bed or mm-hmm. the altar at church, and then it comes back up again in a, mm-hmm. maybe a different way or a deeper way, and we're like, well, shoot, I thought I dealt with that. And I think that's a trick of the enemy too, to say, well, see, it it didn't work. And I don't think Mm -hmm. that's really true. I think there's a, you know, salvation is instantaneous. Yes. But sanctification Mm -hmm. is progressive. Mm -hmm. It's happening over time. And that's what I mean by living up to the light of what I know. When I went to the altar and I said, I'm so sorry for that thing. I said, sorry, the to the fullest I knew how to. Right. And then as I get older and I, with Jesus that is, and I start to understand the depth of it, there's a different kind of sorrow or there's a piece of it I didn't catch before. And it doesn't mm-hmm. negate my, I'm sorry before, but it just gives me the opportunity to deepen that washing and those things. Mm, that's good. Which I think is important, um, that we don't negate the steps that we're taking in sanctification. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a trick of the enemy, too, to, like, keep us in a cycle of, like, well, it didn't work anyway. Like, yeah. I said I'm sorry, or I thought I did, and here I am again. And, and perhaps you are you are there again because you picked it back up. But yeah. perhaps it's just because, as we know Jesus more, he's like, hey, there's a little bit more there. Right. Um, we got to deal with that, you know? 
That's good. Yeah. I can, I can sense that in my, even in my parenting when I have to like, when I think that I've given over something to the Lord, when, if it's like a bad attitude in me towards my kids or frustration or impatience, I can look, when I look back at how I began as a mother, I'm like, wow, I'm not screaming my head off like a crazy lunatic anymore. You know? So if I compared it, if I did this comparative righteousness thing, I could be like, I'm in a really good place, Mm -hmm. but is that negating the fact that like, Oh, actually the Lord's calling me to like watch my sarcasm now because my children are older right? and they're like, that's they're They're catching on to things that I'm not saying out of pure, like gentleness and patience. I'm actually saying that in sarcasm because I'm frustrated. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look the same, but it's the same attitude. It's the same like little root in there that the Lord is just now being like, Hey, in this now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like, when I look back at some of the early years of walking with Jesus as an adult, some of those things like the big temper uh-huh. felt like such a big deal. You know, you're, you're mentioning temper and parenting mm-hmm. for me. It was other things, but those big things felt there. They were so hard mm-hmm. in the, in those seasons to surrender. And now that we're dealing not as often with the big outward things that everyone can see, it's yes. the mm-hmm. tiny things. I'm like, man, I, what I would what I would do to go back to those things because they were a little bit easier actually than those things that are so like knit into my personality. Mm -hmm. We've inhabited so long. Yes. Yes. And they take such care and precision Mm -hmm. to, to root out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned two ways to clean out some soul garbage. Mm -hmm. And I, when you said that, I was like, I was kind of chuckling, like, I'm very visual. I'm, like, so actually the game you played with with yourself, oh, yeah. I play those still as an adult. Yeah, like, nice. there's things I do where I'm like, and a shadow, shadow. Like, anyway, <laughs> I am always in my mind. But I, I have this picture of, um, I, I, I like order mm-hmm. in my home. It makes me feel... So this is maybe where you and I, <laughs> I'm like, and he lost and I, me. Yeah. No. <laughs> but I actually have grown a lot because there was control that was unnecessary in my home too. Um, that was too much. But anyway, I, I love, um, keeping things orderly, but, but sometimes just if it's like, if a door can close, if the closet's shut and it's a mess in there, it doesn't bother me. I can't yeah. see it, you know? So I was thinking about, um, deep cleaning, um, spring cleaning, those kinds of things. And there's so many times where I like start a Saturday with this, like Mm -hmm. today is a day that like top to bottom, every ceiling, every, uh, ceiling fan rather, Mm -hmm. right. The baseboards that everything's going to get done. And by the time I get all the things out to do it and I've like done one closet, Mm -hmm. I am like so overwhelmed. Like, because as I open that closet then I realize, Oh, it's not just organizing, but actually I need to throw this away. And now Mm -hmm. I need to scrub these, uh, you know, these, um, shelves and now I've got to reorder all the things that come with it. And then I'm like, forget it. That was good enough. I'm not doing it right. Shut the closet, (laughs) shut everything back up. And I think we can do that spiritually as well. Like, and if I go for too much at once, it's going to kill me. You know, we Mm -hmm. were in our, our family discipleship night on Sunday and, um, our friend Jonathan mentioned that like God doesn't reveal everything to us at once because we would just literally like spontaneously combust. Yeah. Just under like, the pressure of it all. <clears throat> yeah, forget it. I would die. And so I think equally the way we deal with like soul garbage, mm-hmm. which I think I'll get a little bit more specific in a bit, is just to do it strategically. Mm-hmm. So I now I don't deep clean all on a Saturday anymore, but I do tackle something on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I do it really strategically. I do closets or mm-hmm. I do floors mm-hmm. or I do bathrooms. Um, I do one area of my house first and I get to the nitty gritty in that area of my mm-hmm. house, you know, um, the, the parts that nobody else notices. So you might come in mm-hmm. and think my house is like 
clean because it's tidy. Right. But I can see like, oh, junk. Where? How long has that coffee been on that baseboard? Yeah, like, yeah. <clears throat> those kinds of things. And I think it's similar with with spiritually. We do it strategically. Um, and and first, I'd say we do that by being in the Bible mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. There is just no way for me to know what God is like, um, what He calls sin or soul garbage, what um, pleases him, what hurts him. And it's also when we spend time in his word that, you know, it, it, the Bible says that it washes us. Yeah. It transforms yeah. our minds. Um, it recalibrates our desires from the world's desires to the Lord's desires. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how we firstly have to deal with, with soul garbage because um, with the things that are, are, are filling up our life with just junk, because oftentimes the thing maybe I want to deal with isn't the thing that the Lord's dealing with. Totally. Um, and the Bible is where, <laughs> yes. is where we, um, we find those things. And then, yeah, I think there's just three simple things we can ask him in those. Like, have I sinned against you, Lord? Mm-hmm. And we wait. Is there something that I've mm-hmm. held towards him that I need to repent of? And then have I sinned against someone else? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we respond to the answer of those questions, like with action. That's good. So are you saying if like the Lord says, yes, you've sinned against someone else, and here's the time that I'm bringing back up that there's action that follows that. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I, I, there's some good things. And we'll talk kind of towards the end about a couple of tools I use, but yeah, I think they require action. Repentance requires action. So turning from sin, it, unfortunately in this life, it can't always involve the other person. Mm-hmm. It's maybe mm-hmm. because that person's gone mm-hmm. like from earth, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but it does require firstly repentance between me and the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes that requires action between another person or uh, a particular, uh, you know, um, facility or mm-hmm. a place or a thing, you know, that we have yeah. to, we have mm-hmm. to make right restitution, you know, yeah. that kind of word. Um, but the Lord will show you, mm-hmm. um, um, what it is, but if it hasn't first happened between me and God, then it can't happen between me and another. Right. Um, it can't happen rightly between me and another. That's um, good. I don't think that's good. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Thanks for that. Seriously. <laughs> I like, I feel like, you know, like when we mentioned, it was you with Jenny when we were interviewing Jenny and you're like, I feel like I'm like here with a coffee cup, just like, and everything you're saying. And I'm like, that's how I feel right now. I'm like, yes. I am inputting nothing. Like you, you're processing so quickly and then you have like something to say. And I'm like, I feel so dumb. Cause I'm like starstruck right now. I'm like, Stop. yes, tell me more. Amber. <laughs> like, sorry, I just felt like that was worth noting. People are like, why is he so quiet? It's because I literally feel like I'm sitting with a hero and I'm like, I should have brought my journal. In my mind, <laughs> I'm so like, good. you're having contractions, probably. I'm just really uncomfortable sitting <laughs> okay. in the closet. Listen, please don't be angry with me, but I prayed that you would go into labor during this and that none of our cars would work and I would have to deliver your baby. <laughs> I've birth coached enough babies out, 11 now. I think I could do it, you're like, providing Let's go. that he's not breech. Um, and everything and goes smoothly. I'm ready to catch your baby. To deliver your baby today. I'm going to get love me part some of clean towelsly, heat up some water. I've got a plan. So that's awesome. Lord I may have thought about that when I went to sleep hilarious. last night. I think about it every time we do something together. I'm like, is today the day? Is today the day? I'm telling you, like, if if you could put this on a bucket list, I would. Like, be An trapped emergency. with a woman. Yes, yes, but you can. A few years ago, our friend Amanda was pregnant. I think it was Amanda. And... Uh, I had mentioned this to our friend Cullen, uh-huh. like this was, this is something I'd like to put on bucket list, but I can't. And he's like, 
are you kidding? I got a big car. Bucket list. I'll drive us to the middle of the so <laughs> forest. I'm like, okay, this is getting I'll hard. drop you off. But yeah, and you're stuck. You you get your bucket I'm like, you're a good friend, man. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. awesome. I know. Oh, my goodness. I also prayed I'd go into labor. You have to go into labor before spring break so I can take my kids camping, okay? I know. As soon as you texted that yesterday, I was like, you're going to go camping when I'm supposed to be having a baby? We'll come back, obviously. But <laughs> it's fine. Man, do it before, okay? Crew, get out here. <laughs> Talk to him. Hey, buddy. Yes. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, we're all trapped here. <laughs> okay, so how to confront something that is keeping a spot in my heart dirty. Examples, jealousy, anger, with someone else, unforgiveness, an unclean mind. There's something in your heart. Mm-hmm. How do you tackle it? Okay, so I feel soups strongly. That's right. <laughs> soups. Soups. <laughs> Can I please tell you? I almost said all this cap. Is, Man, I'm so old, y'all. All no cap. cap. No, no cap. <laughs> Don't even try. This is what I've decided. It's just not. Just it's don't not worth it. Please. Just be you. I say soups. Like, oh, soups comfy. Soups cozy. I felt like I had the grace victory in my dating relationship the other day because Rick said soups. No. Oh, your soups cute. But he was doing it on purpose to like, make me happy. Anyway. So anyway, I feel soups strong about this, people. You okay. can take that, okay? That's a freebie. Soups. Oh, my we'll include, that, we'll include that in the who said that game. I oh, literally yeah. told, yeah, please. <laughs> I literally told myself, don't say weird words that people are going to judge you for later, like <laughs> soups or mylanta, or I'll use a, check, check. a British term, uh-huh. that, term that people don't really use here. I'm trying not to do that. And then people are like, you're so pretentious. And I'm like, or I'm a nerd. I don't know. Which I, one love, I don't know. <laughs> I love catching on to your British terms because then I'm like, I hold on to them in my mind. And then I listen for them in other conversations and I watch people respond to you. Yeah. And I'm like, did you know what she meant by that? Did Anybody you else? know? <laughs> I just read a lot. And Another I little mental only yeah. child game. Yeah. <laughs> one point for me, no points for one you. One point, no point. Okay. <laughs> I usually get no points, but that's right. So anyway, I feel really strongly, that's what I mean by soup strong about this. <laughs> That I think the first thing that we do to deal with that is we have to stop calling it anything but what it is, which mm-hmm. is sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel, oh man, I feel so strongly about that. Let's stop calling things by any other name than what they are. Like struggle. Yeah. Or. You can say I'm struggling with my sin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I have so much that I want to say about this, but, um. But I'm actually going to read a friend of mine instead okay. who's way smarter than me. Let's do that. His his name is A.W. Tozer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's also a dead friend, but mm-hmm. he's uh, he's wonderful. He says, okay, there's this, I'm going to mention again at the end, so don't worry if you don't catch it now, but there's this um, essay he wrote called um, uh, Five Vows for Spiritual Power. Okay. The Five Vows for Spiritual Power. Um, and it's fantastic. Is it a book? It's, it's an article. An, it's an essay. Okay, here it is. Gotcha. You can okay. see this. It's all right here. I have it. Um, but he says this, the very first vow that he says we ought to make as a believer mm-hmm. is to deal thoroughly with sin. Mm-hmm. He says sin has been driven underground these days and has come up with a new name and face. Mm-hmm. You may be subjected to this phenomena- phenomenon in the schools. Sin is called by various fancy names, anything but what it really is. For example, men don't get under conviction anymore. They get a guilt complex. Mm-hmm. Right? And he says, the whole thing is ridiculous because sin is still the ancient enemy of the soul. It has never changed. Um, he says, this is to say that every known sin is to be named, identified, and repudiated. And that we must trust God for deliverance from it so that there is no more sin anywhere in our lives. So don't call your sins by some other name. If you're jealous, 
call it jealousy. Mm -hmm. If you tend to pity yourself and feel that you're not appreciated, but are like a flower born to blush unseen and waste your sweetness (laughs) on the desert air, call it what it is, self-pity. He says the blood of Jesus cleanses us from sin, from all sin. Instead of covering it up and trying to find a Greek marginal rendering somewhere to hide it under, call it by the right name and get rid of it by the race, mm. the grace of God. Mm. It's it's so fantastic. I think that's the first thing. We've got to stop um, medicating and numbing ourselves mm-hmm. by calling the sin and the wickedness in our life anything but what it is. Right. Um, it's super freeing, actually, when I call it by what it is. Mm-hmm. We had this killer conversation a couple weeks ago in our home mm-hmm. group, in our small group, um, we were talking about what is sin, and um, actually, you know, spoiler alert, it was my boyfriend who <laughs> had mentioned, he said it this way, and I hadn't heard it said quite like he did, where he said, the reason why we have to, like, own our sin is because if we don't own it, we don't have anything to offer God. So good. So if I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it's just my personality, I'm just a really angry person, mm-hmm. then there's really no hope of freedom because I was just, well, I'm born that way. And for God to expect me to be anything but that is actually really cruel of him. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if I can own it, I, I, I sin with anger mm-hmm. and I bring that to God. Lord, mm-hmm. here's my anger. Mm-hmm. Like, will you forgive me from it, of it? And, and root it out, then I have this hope of freedom. Right. And when he said it that way, it was really like, yes, I've got to own my sin, not just call it by what it is and own it so that I can, so that I can bring it to God. Um, mm. Which is what we do in every other aspect of life. It's like, if you're sick at the doctor, you go into the doctor and you tell them exactly what's wrong. Mm-hmm. You're like, mm-hmm. I'm dealing with indigestion and headaches. Mm-hmm. You don't go in and say, I feel yucky. I f- yeah, I feel yeah. so gross and I'm really just like, living everyday life really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. They're like, cool. So <laughs> Give me some specifics. Yeah, I need to know what's happening. You be honest so I can treat it and let's get rid of it. Well, that's not really how doctors work, but well. that's another podcast. Um, but <laughs> some doctors do. Some do. Like that. Um, that would be that would be the essence of a good doctor is to f- to find the root of what is ailing you mm-hmm. and help help you get rid of it. But right. if you're not honest about what's ailing you, then that thing will just stay in there. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think it's so important that we, if we want to be free, mm-hmm. if we want to be healed, then we got to call it by what it is. And maybe you don't have a word for it yet, but the Lord will help you. Yeah. Like look in the Bible. Like if you, if you, you know, uh, if you have a problem with keeping your mouth quiet mm-hmm. about other people, the Bible has a word for that. Yes. It's called gossip. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's called backbiting. Yes. You know, there, there's, there's words, the word, the Bible can define those things for you so that you know what mm-hmm. to go for God and say, go to God with and say, uh, I have loose lips. Yes. My lips set fires. Actually, that's another piece of the five vows. It's, uh-huh. it is a little bit different, but I have to just tell you, he, he, the five vows are deal thoroughly with sin, never own anything as in if everything we own belongs to God, uh-huh. uh, never defend yourself. I think that's mm-hmm. a really big uh, yeah. indicator of um, a, a really big challenge that we have in being right with God is if we defend ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is probably one of my favorite specifically for women, and that is never pass on anything about anybody else that will hurt them. So good. That is like such a powerful vow. And every human needs that vow. Mm-hmm, but I think yeah. we're speaking mostly to women here. Mm-hmm. And that is a challenge, if we're honest, within our mm-hmm. uh, gender. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially in the church, we find lots of really pretty ways to like make to it dress. sound like, hey, mm-hmm. can you just pray with me for, mm-hmm. um, hey, I just need to process this thing. I just need to vent this thing out. Yeah. Um, and really what we're doing is we're, 
absolutely um, pouring gasoline on a flame, you know, on a fire Mm -hmm. of of gossip and sin. He says the talebearer has no place in God's favor. And I think that can keep us from being right with God um, and even dealing with our own sin if we're constantly looking at other people's areas. Mm -hmm. Um, And and the Bible's really clear about that too. You know, in Mm -hmm. Matthew it says, um, with what judgment ye judge, you will, you, you will be judged, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that's just a freebie additive there, an <laughs> yeah. extra, but it's something in this particular article that's really powerful, and I and I feel super strongly about that. There's a proverb. It's one of my favorite proverbs. It says, where there is no wood, the fire goes out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of times in my life um, where I have put wood on the fire, mm-hmm. you know, with my mouth. Yeah. Um, but I've gotten to a point, this is maybe a little bit off track, I'm so sorry, but in my life where I don't, I am just at the point where I don't want to know. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was younger and people would be like, Oh, I have to tell, never mind. I shouldn't tell you. And I'm like, well, you, you now you have to, you yeah, started. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, don't yeah. like, I don't want anybody else's baggage. That I don't need to carry. I, you, you think you're being a good friend to me by telling me something that someone said about me. Don't, Yeah. I don't yeah. want to know like these things, all they do are create more opportunity for sin and selfishness mm-hmm. and hurt. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Nope, I don't want any wood on this fire. Like yeah. keep, keep your mouths shut. You start to tell me something, you stop halfway through. I promise you, I'm never going to ask you to finish. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, thank you. That's good. You know? And the same thing for myself. I'm learning to do that. The other day I was in the kitchen with Preeti and I was like, don't you think it's funny? Never mind. Yeah. And she's like, what? And I'm like, no, it wasn't going to honor anybody. Never mind. Because 100% it wasn't funny. No, it wasn't. <laughs> you know what? It wasn't funny. It wasn't. Don't you think it's funny yeah. how? Actually? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. And she didn't ask. She's that's like, great. okay. You know? And it, I think we got to do that yeah, to, to be, good. to keep some things that are in our heart yeah that's good yeah. that's really good man you're full of wisdom Amber. seriously i'm like poor poor ethan that's the person i i do that to the most i'm like he'll be like uh he'll start to say something and then he'll stop and i'll be like mm, what you're like excuse me you have to finish <laughs> and I, it's just, it'll drive me nuts but now i'm like darn you know i'm a really curious person like people's yeah. stories and like i'm so curious so it was a really hard thing for me to learn I just stop doing. You know what's funny is I wouldn't do it to anyone else though. Mm. I would never do that to anyone else. I would only do that to Ethan because that yeah. feels like maybe like the way around I'd it. I do it to like you. Sin. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm also the worst <laughs> I'll about try it. Really not to. Try really hard not to anymore. I'm, I'm also like, the worst about like I'll be like in mid story and then I'm like, this might this might not come across yeah. right and then I'm like, nope, Mm-mm. all done. Yeah, story time's <laughs> over. You know I think we get this bad idea about friendship mm-hmm. that it's like. I'm being a good friend if I let the person finish so they can get it out. Yes. And actually, if like if love is unselfishly choosing for my friend's highest good, then the most loving thing I can do is stop them in their yes. tracks, like help, mm-hmm. like or stop me in my tracks, yes. you know, and be like, actually, I I don't want to put this on you. You weren't meant to bear it. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, that's good. No, that's good. It's a whole soapbox that I, I can know. just it's put it to the side here and step down from my soapbox. Just convicted. That's good for. Um, okay. So our third question says, if having your soul clean before the Lord includes confrontation with someone else, how do I go about that? Is there a healthy way for your loyal twos over here to have (laughs) confrontation with people? Okay, so I've known you long enough to know the answer is yes, but I don't want to hear it. Okay. (laughs) See, I'm like, (laughs) don't tell us. (laughs) Tell them. I have two. It's funny you brought this. This has come up. I recently was asked to teach an intern class on confrontation and then uh, a company group here on confrontation. So it was, this is the third in a matter of a few days. 
Let me, so I've got two answers to this. Okay. okay. The first one is, I'd say it's tricky to this particular question. Mm-hmm. And that's because I rarely find it to be that, let me, let me try the sentence again to have it make sense. I rarely find that to be right with God requires my confrontation of another person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I recently walked through this, like recent as in a week and a half ago, mm-hmm. over the last 10 to 15 years, okay? Mm-hmm. So I have a, a, a family relationship that's very difficult, a, a person that, mm-hmm. that's in my family, and it's a challenging relationship, and it has been for well over a decade. Mm-hmm. There's been lots of hurt and, um, yeah, lots of all the stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been this ongoing thing of forgiving, 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 um, not just towards myself, but towards other members of my family where that wrong has been done. Mm-hmm. And I've had a few conversations that, that have, I would say were confrontational in nature, mm-hmm. um, over the years with this person. Mm-hmm. And some of them have been, um, healthy. Some mm-hmm. of them haven't been. However, um, none of them have actually led to me being right with God, if that makes sense. Yeah. So we've taken some steps forward in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've set some boundaries that are good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's this thing that continues to come up in different seasons of my life and mm-hmm. different moments. And most recently it's exposed itself in my relationship with my boyfriend. And, uh, he's so wonderful and gentle. <laughs> most people wouldn't describe Rick as gentle, but <laughs> he's in this area. Let me say he's been gentle in this area to say, Hey, I think there's something with this relationship mm-hmm. that's actually impacting other areas of your life and your heart and you need to look at your heart like yeah. is there unforgiveness there so I've been reflective over the last couple of months about it is there like I don't, how do you keep forgiving I feel like I just keep forgiving mm-hmm. um and so I tried to I wrestled with and tried to think up different ways to talk to this person about these things okay the conversation could go like this the mm-hmm. conversation could go like that um however a week and a half ago in small group that mm-hmm. same night that I was talking about the ownership thing there was something about that conversation ownership that God, the Holy Spirit, it was this epiphany Mm -hmm. of, oh my goodness, like to be right in this relationship actually doesn't have anything to do with that person. Mm -hmm. It has to do with me and the Lord. It has to do with my sin in this relationship. Um, And it's really easy when there's someone that you feel is so wrong in the relationship Mm -hmm. to think that thing needs to be confronted. Mm -hmm. And perhaps it may need to, Mm -hmm. but firstly, it always has to be our sin and our responsibility. And we have to ask the Lord, do I have any responsibility? Yes. Do I have any sin in this? And in this instance, the answer was yes, I did. I had bitterness. I had held offense. And probably the worst of it was I had judged this person very harshly. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't tell anybody at small group about what was happening in my heart. I just left and I got on the phone and I made a phone call to that person Mm -hmm. and I asked for their forgiveness. Um, for those specific things. Mm-hmm. And that person tried to let me off the hook and say like, well, everybody does stuff. It's okay. And I said, I, you know what? You're right. Everybody does, but I know what's in my heart and I know what the Lord is asking of me and what mm-hmm. I want to do. And I need to ask you again, will you forgive me for these three things? Mm-hmm. And nothing changed in our relationship. Right. Uh, we didn't deal with the things that have happened over the last 10 years, but everything changed in my heart. Like in that mm-hmm. moment, I hung up the phone and I was like, Lord, help me really mean that even yeah. tomorrow when I wake up. Mm-hmm. And I feel like free. Um, I feel no hurt. I feel hope about a relationship in a way that I haven't. And it, nothing was resolved. Right. right. Except for my sin. Yeah. But except for what needed to be resolved, which yes. was my sin, you that's know? Good. So I would mm-hmm. say that, firstly, um, that's a piece of it. However, if you do believe that confrontation is something that the Lord's leading you to do, mm-hmm. um, I think the 
what I want to leave with you most importantly is that the word confrontation really needs to be replaced with restoration mm, in your heart. Good. Confrontation is always about restoration, firstly to God and then secondly to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can't always have both, yeah. but we yeah. can always have restoration with God. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we go in for, the hope that we'll have total restoration. Um, however, um, the um, just knowing that we live in a fallen world yeah. and um, not everybody's ready. And, and because I'm ready to be right with God in this area doesn't mean another person mm-hmm. is there. And, it, and my being right with him doesn't depend on their being right with him. That's good, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'd say examine your motive thoroughly, mm-hmm. thoroughly. Um, why am I doing this? Am I hoping for an apology? Mm-hmm. Today is not the day to call right. because that's not, it, it's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, am I hoping that they'll say, oh, you were right and I should never have done this? Like, right. again, even our motive needs to be like in this confrontation, in this conversation, can I point this person to Jesus? Mm-hmm. Like, to a greater sense of his longing for their life, rightness with him, all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, and then I just want to encourage you, if you've never spent any time in, um, the book of Proverbs, uh-huh. I would just encourage you to spend like all the time there because it tells us a lot about these things. Like for instance, Proverbs eleven twelve says a man who lug- who lacks judgment derides his neighbor, but a man of understanding holds his tongue. Good. So maybe that's what we need to do firstly in conversation is hold my tongue and wait until the Lord um, would speak to us. Or mm-hmm. in 15.1, it says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Okay, mm-hmm. if I can't go into this conversation with a gentle word, mm-hmm. then I can't go in today. Yes. Um, 16.7 says, when a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies live at peace with him. Yeah. So I think, again, that's searching my heart. Am I right with God right now? Mm-hmm. No, then I don't go into this conversation. Are my ways pleasing to the Lord? Right. Um, and then 2512, uh, excuse me, 2515 says, through patience, a ruler can be persuaded and a gentle tongue can break a bone. Yes. Um, and there's, there's just so much. We need to develop patience. We need to live in ways that please the Lord. We need to respond with to anger with a gentle answer. Um, to be in control of what we say. And you can read books about confrontation, mm-hmm. um, but that this is from the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, right. and that this is our handbook, right? Mm-hmm. This is our, this is our handbook as believers. Yes. The Bible has a lot of answers about how we do it. Um, and it'll, it'll search us as well, which I think is often why we perhaps would rather go to the secular book. Cause totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's more about the other person most of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, that's the easiest way for me to escape my part in this. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, that's right. I am a victim. Thanks for telling me that. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So we're, we're getting close to the end. We've got a couple more questions. Um, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. Boundaries. Healthy boundaries. Mm. So what are, in your opinion, some healthy boundaries that we could set to keep things from just um, reverting back to whatever this is that we're like, cleaning out the sin that we've cleaned out these attitudes these motivations that we've cleaned out like how how do we keep on that straight and narrow then mm-hmm. so I'm gonna go back to it again I think action is really important so there was a period in my life where well anyone who knows me knows I have not even the smallest shortage on opinions yeah. um that I feel most often are the right ones. <laughs> you and Ryan are so alike. I know. I'm telling you, if you bring up a topic I've never thought of before, in 90 seconds I have an opinion formed, you know? It's like I just have a plethora of them. 
So I used to feel like it was like a blessing to the world for me to tell them what I, what I thought, what I thought. And many times I would conversations with friends in my life would end with them in tears. Um, and I would always be like, I'm just being honest. Like I'm just being loving, right? I'm telling you the truth here. Um, but what I realized about myself was that I was not a kind person. Um, that I, that I, you know, love is patient. Love is kind. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's that's a fruit of the spirit. That's, Mm -hmm. that's a picture of God. And I'm actually not a kind person Mm -hmm. and, and to be the opposite of kind would be then to be sinful, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if I'm knowingly hurtful, that's Mm -hmm. the opposite of kind. And I didn't want to be that anymore. I wanted to be kind. And no matter how hard I wanted to be kind, my opinions were always coming out of my mouth. And I'd be like, I want to be Mm -hmm. kind. I want to be kind. So I had to start to take action. Every single time I was not kind, I immediately, as soon as I realized in the moment or 10 minutes after an hour, the next day, I I made myself call that person, no matter how big or small people thought it was. And just say, I said this to you yesterday. I said this just now. That was not kind. I I am so sorry. I was wrong. And most often my friends would be like, well, you were just being honest. It's okay. Or it's all right. Oh, don't worry. And I'd say, no, I had to say to them, no, it isn't okay. Will you forgive me? I like forced myself to get used to that. Like, I am sorry. And that was what broke that thing in me, mm-hmm. mostly if I'm honest, was because I didn't want to say sorry anymore. Right. Yeah. Like maybe it wasn't the godliest motive and I didn't want to keep saying sorry. And yeah. that, that started to break that pride in me mm-hmm. that, that thought my opinion mattered more than the Lord's timing or kindness yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. So I'd say that's one of the ways that when I sin, when I, when I'm jealous, maybe it's not to the person that's weird too. When I call someone, I'm like, Hey, you didn't know that I was jealous of you and I've been angry with you, but I have been, we forgive me now. That's just weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when, maybe that's just between me and God, yeah. Lord, I am jealous. I'm so sorry. Yes. Will you forgive me, Lord? And you wait until he says, yes, I forgive you. Yeah. Um, and then we set up some accountability in our life. I was just talking with a girlfriend the other day about, um, this issue of pride in her heart that she, the Lord's just showed is so mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, just what the Lord's showing her. And she was like, how do I fix this? Mm-hmm. Um, how do I, she's like, because I realize I'm in a room and I'm thinking like, these people need to ask me questions or like, yeah. oh, is she really doing that? Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, so we started talking about how do you, mm-hmm. so we just, we talked about it as in friendship. So I, I say, find someone that you can be accountable to and say, okay, mm-hmm. how do I break this habit mm-hmm. of sin? I, I, there's real repentance in my heart, but that habit to come into a room and be like, people have something they need to hear from me. Yeah. Oh, the moment I realize it, what do I do? And so we discern that together. We said, okay, in that moment, she's going to say this like breath prayer, like, like Lord, less of me, more of you. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to ask that person who she thinks she knows more than something mm-hmm. that she mm-hmm. can learn from them That's good. and receive it. You yeah. know? Yeah. So I think that's a way that we set up boundaries. And then again, it's always going to be my like number one thing, the mm-hmm. Bible, the mm-hmm. Bible, the mm-hmm. Bible, renewing our mind. Um, that's a boundary that I need to set. I need to set a boundary around my thoughts. And so for me, when my attitude, when there's sin in my life, I really do have to be vigilant to cut out um, extra entertainment, mm-hmm. uh, non-Christian podcast series, mm-hmm. movies, fiction, things that have attitudes and ideas that are contrary to those of the Bible. Mm-hmm. I don't always, I'm not like, I, I, I love movies. I mm-hmm. yeah. love fiction. I enjoy those things. But in those seasons where I know that there is a, an attitude, a yeah. sinful attitude that is, um, standing up against what the Lord wants in my life, then I have to cut all of those things out. I can't yeah. watch anything right now yeah. that has that attitude because I want to be like, that's right. She told him that thing, you know, right. like there's this yeah. thing. Oh, nope. I got to turn this off because 
it's it's combating what is true capital yeah. t true and so i think so i do that through listening to good podcasts i've been listening to the bible podcast um bible project podcast mm-hmm. um on my car rides just to sometimes i can't even follow all that they're saying but the <laughs> attitudes and ideas are what i want to think yeah, about yeah, you know yeah. or i put on good music i i fill my mind with lots of time in the bible that's good and friends who will say like hey you said you wanted to be kind and that was really ugly like oh, or whatever yeah. it is you, yeah, you said yeah. you you know there's also this is so funny i'm so sorry this might be a lame thing but really practically um I can just, I'm just, it's the opinions. I, I have lots of opinions. And if I find, this is, this is one of those boundaries I've set for myself. If I'm scrolling mm-hmm. through Instagram or Facebook or whatever you're on. And I think like, oh, like I have this, like, you guys can't see me. Sorry, but my eye rolls, like I see a picture <laughs> or post. And I'm like, here we go again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here she is. Blah, blah, blah. And I force myself to go back and like her post, like heart it. Not just like it if you can heart it and maybe leave a comment. Goes and sees what all you've hearted of mine. Okay, I'm like, I'm like, everybody listening to this podcast is like, when's the last time Amber liked something of mine? No, I also like a lot of things that people do. But if that adds, I make myself, and sometimes yes. it's hard because I'm yes. like, oh, for I sure. don't. No, I don't. And then I'm like, no, who am I to, maybe this really is like the most wonderful thing God's done for her. Yes. Maybe even though I think this is blah, blah, blah. Yes. Maybe this is totally. genuine. Yes, I heart, I force myself to say like, yes, mm-hmm. I love you. Mm-hmm. And not if it's like wicked, hear me. Right, like, right, right, right. It's yes. a wicked post. I'm liking that, okay? Right. Um, I'm probably unfollowing. But if it's a friend who I'm judging a choice, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I'm totally. going to go back and say, like, congratulations. I'm yeah. so happy for you that this happened. You know, whatever yes. it is, just forcing my pride to break. And really, yeah, yeah taking those things captive. That is mm-hmm. what that looks like practically. Mm-hmm. Like handcuffing mm-hmm. that thought. And it's also it way itself. easier than just unfollowing them. Yes. I mean, like, that way harder than just unfollowing yes. that. This is almost like a cure for cancel culture. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's a soapbox. It is a soapbox, but I'm really, I'm being genuine here. I'm not being, I'm, I'm a little funny, but also, yes. like, this is, this is the key. Like, stop judging people and, like, move on. Take mm-hmm. your thoughts captive about what they're saying and doing. Yeah. And, there, and, there's this fine line as believers when we say yeah. stop judging people. Yeah. At, I think we just have to be clear, no matter how old we are, because yes. that doesn't mean we tolerate and we accept the sin of this world or the things that are ruining our family. Yes. That's not what we're right. saying. When we're saying judge. I'm I'm saying like for me to not tolerate or accept the sin of people around me or people that I love, mm-hmm. that's actually like loving towards yes. them. But but the judging of like oh here she is again with her yes. fake makeup and her yeah. blah 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 whatever yes. it is like that, why is she using just a, the attitude behind it that exalts myself yes. over them yes. that's that's what judgment is yes. it, it it removes myself from the place that needs to be judged and it puts me as like the judge the judge and my goodness I've been inside my brain I do not need to be the judge <laughs> that's awesome all right that's good you have any thoughts. I just had one, and this is, like, kind of funny when you're talking about cutting out entertainment. Mm-hmm. And this is not I mean, a thought. It's just a story. Mm-hmm. When I was in college, and way back when, it feels mm-hmm. like. But I was watching Cougar Town, which is, like, the stupidest show on the planet. I've never seen it. It's so dumb. I don't know why I even watched it. <laughs> and But all of a sudden, one day, I came, and I wasn't even 21, but I came home from work, and I was like, mm, I just want a glass of wine. And I was like, what? <laughs> and in my brain, I was like why would I, like, why did I start thinking about this? And so then I just, like, went about my day, because I'm, like, I've never bought alcohol before, you know, like, and so I was just, like, this is so bizarre. And then, like, two weeks later, I found myself texting my brother and being, like, hey, will you give me some wine? Like, I just felt like I needed it. 
I just like, it was, it was so bizarre. And then one, one day I, this is so sad, Lord forgive me, after Kayafa, I came home and I was like, I was just like, Lord, like, why am I thinking about these things? Like, why, like, why is this? Like, I had my brother buy me alcohol. Like, mm-hmm. what is happening? And I sat down and I was like turning on Cougar Town and the whole entire show right. is centered around them all drinking wine together. Yeah. It was like it's just like what they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. starting to like, I started to crave it. Like actually. Yeah. And I don't even like wine. Yes. I like, you know what I mean? I was like, yes. <laughs> like I'm such a hard day at work. Yeah. Need some wine. <laughs> well, I taught preschool. I'm like, yeah. job, I'm like yes. what yes. is happening? But when you were saying that, I was just thinking like, it is people feel, can people can feel really like weirded out when they're like, I got to cut out social media or I got to cut out entertainment. But I'm like, I think you don't really realize a lot of people don't really realize the, the actual effect it does have on your brain mm-hmm. yeah when you're like just when that's submitted. what you're consuming yeah. listen and this is a big soapbox for me it's like my favorite and i know we don't have time for it <laughs> but i think that the reason why that happens is there there is a spirit and an agenda attached to entertainment yep. yeah to and to anything yes. social media to movies to books and we we don't have to be afraid of that spirit or agenda yes. because if we know Jesus and the Holy Spirit lives inside us, you know, we don't have to be afraid of it, mm-hmm. but we do have to be aware and awake to it. Yes. And that's like, I, there are some things that if you want to list, I'll tell you, I think you should never watch. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, I'm not really concerned with what someone's watching so much as if their brain is turned off when they're watching it. Right. Like, do you see the agenda? Yes. Like there yes. was an agenda there. There's a spirit attached to what, sisterhood what what womanhood looks like and this is what it looks like and whether whether it was intentional or not which i would venture to say most often that's intentional Mm -hmm. it impacts us Mm -hmm. and when we have our yeah i mean those attitudes and ideas are so pervasive they're so influential and that's that's why i turn it off not because not because i necessarily think it's like evil to watch it but because I know when I'm struggling in an area of my life Mm -hmm. I don't have the strength to think rightly about this attitude or idea Mm -hmm. and to say like oh they're trying to sell they're trying to sell me something that attitude and idea yeah Yeah, there's like there's stuff there's like shows that I really love they're like romantic fiction Mm -hmm. that I find myself like in, in attention, intention with my husband when he doesn't come home oh, yeah. and life is not all about me all of a sudden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's had a hard day at work. The kids yeah. are around and I'm like center of your universe here. Yeah. yeah. Looking beautiful <laughs> in my pajamas and my messy bun. Yeah. Like, why aren't you yeah. doting on me? Hello. Yeah. You know, but I'm like, okay, turn that junk off. Right. This is not real life. Like, yes. go submit yourself to your husband and love him and serve him and get that, get that yeah. out of there. Yeah. yeah. So there true. is an agenda. There is an agenda. Yeah. I can I mean, the, see it. The Bible says it. Yes. We don't fight. We don't fight. Our 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 fight is not against flesh and blood. Yeah. yeah. But against principalities, powers. Right. Yeah. So. I see it more in my kids. Mm-hmm. I see it. Well, I see it quicker. I think. It's more obvious. Yeah. 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 In my yeah. children, like if they, um, man, what's a show that we can we couldn't watch Power Rangers for a season. Because my children wanted to fight each other. Yeah. Like not just like mimic and play make believe. Mm-hmm. They were like. Mm-hmm fighting each other. I'm like, what is happening to you people? Yeah. I had friends who... Daniel Tiger. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, he'd be working my nerves. That's so funny. (laughs) Wait, to stop watching that? Yeah. Yeah. I had friends who, they had to stop uh, letting their kids watch Tangled. Yeah. Because there was like this bedtime thing that happened one night where their daughter, who's never been dramatic like this, she was... She's much older now, but she was mm-hmm. little then, and she was like, "I'm gonna run away. Nobody loves me." And it's like, oh, "Okay, no more t- tangled." You like hear the movie? This idea, exactly. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's yeah. maybe that's my new rule: no more Frozen. 
<laughs> well, we were just talking, like, we need, we need someone, maybe we are the creators of the princess show that is, like, a kind, loving princess who serves people and who mm-hmm. isn't spoiled. Was it you and I, you were yeah, talking we about were. that? I was yeah. like, I'd pay someone to dress up like Elsa and just do kind, yeah. responsible things. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But then I was is, like, yeah. sorry, I was, like, talking to Nikki Billings about it, and she actually said something that was, like, so duh, and it's, like, exactly what Amber's been saying, like, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible. She mm-hmm. was like... Um, one of their daughters had went through a stage of princess, mm-hmm. like, princesses don't do this. Like, mm-hmm. Nora's is, like, out of ten. Hers, you know, her daughter's was, like, <laughs> like, a six. But what they did instead was, like, they would sit down in the Bible and they would choose queens and princesses from the Bible. Mm-hmm. And then be like, well, look what she did. She actually had to, like, pretend like she was nobody. Mm-hmm. Like, or she had to lay right. her life down in order for her whole right. entire kingdom to be, yeah. you know. And so they started to pinpoint, like, different... And so, like... Yes. Worthy princesses and queens. Yes. Absolutely. That's good. Mm -hmm. The Bible, the Bible, the Bible. The Bible. (laughs) We are. Back to that. Um, Let's see. Last question. What are some questions we could ask ourselves to know if this is something that we need to do? (laughs) Do you need to be spiritually clean? Yeah. (laughs) Do we? Do I actually? Does this apply to me still? But I, you know. Spoiler alert. It applies to all of us. Okay. Um, So I would say, let me leave you with two tools for you to look up. One I've already mentioned, Mm -hmm. Tozer's Five Vows for Spiritual Power. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a quick read, but it's like one of those things you could read and then say, okay, Lord, have I dealt thoroughly with sin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Lord, are there things I own that I have not given over to you? Yeah. Lord, am I passing on things? Blah, blah, blah. All these different, you can go step by step. And the other is a favorite of all of ours. It's Winky Prattney's Youth of Flame, mm-hmm. in particular, the Matthew chapter, yep. um, which is what we just actually did in church. Mm-hmm. It's so fantastic. And I'll just say none of these things are a, a, a means to an end yeah, of themselves, right. but they're a tool that we use to help expose some stuff and to start mm-hmm. some habits of letting the Lord, allowing the Lord to search our hearts. Um, I want to remind you as you ask yourself, um, that the Bible says our hearts are deceitful. Mm -hmm. Feelings are the test of what's true. Um, so we can't only, um, ask ourselves. Uh, we ask ourselves, we ask the Lord. And then I think you find a sister or two that really will speak truth into your Mm -hmm. life and say, do you see a blind spot in my heart right now? Give them permission. Mm -hmm. Yeah, give them permission. And most often it's hard for us to say, actually, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But the more we ask, the the more likely when a friend, when a sister does see something that Mm -hmm. they know is harmful to us or, um, you know, that is going to ruin us, they'll say, hey, you've been asking me this and I see this attitude. And, um, you know, it's been very rare in the moment when I've asked for a blind spot or when, like, you know, my best friend Mandy has asked, like, hey, is there anything? It's been really rare in the moment that mm-hmm. it's been like, yeah, actually this. I've been yeah, waiting. Right. <laughs> um, but it's given us permission in those other moments yes. to say, like, hey, you know what? The Bible says that yeah. there's enough worry for today. I think yes. today you've got to let this thing go. And, yeah. and in those moments, we can we can speak into each other. That's mm-hmm. good. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Man, okay, so I think it'd be a good idea if we can remember... We're really bad at remembering to link the things we're saying we're going to link. But mm-hmm, that's true. this is a good article that we could put yes. in the link tree um, for you guys. And for those of you friends who are part of Mountain Valley, Amber goes to our church. She leads Seriously. worship. Like this girl. And she's in my small group. So if you ever want to glean a little more wisdom, you're welcome to come to our not-so-small yeah. group. Yeah. But it's a lot our, of fun. We're like our 50,000 group. I know. Like all 40 people at our house on Sunday night. <laughs> it's know. a party. So amazing. It's a party. Um, but, yeah, so that's a wrap. And we hope that this, like, ministers deeply to you guys. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel so convicted already, so I'm like, I can only imagine the feedback we're going to get. I know. I'm like, like, I'm excited to actually listen to this again and write some stuff down. Yes. Yeah. So true. Thanks, Burr. Yeah. Thanks for asking me. It was fun. Yeah. We love you a lot. I've been fangirling. 
over you guys answering your questions about whether you're using words appropriately or I know, not. Yeah, right? That was my favorite. <laughs> I like paused, literally paused it and like responded to the podcast to let you know you said the word right that whenever that was. Yes. I don't remember the word, but I remember asking you like, well, Amber's going to be listening. I need some help Was it propitiate? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. I have no idea. I do think it was a P word. But I think anyway. it was too. That's awesome. Okay. Pretend this is our outro again because we haven't recorded that one yet. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Bye. Do, do. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us today on Harvest. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite listening platform. And come hang out with us on Instagram. And as always, thanks for listening.